Welcome to Anchor Daily, a podcast by Bethel Church. This month, we are reading through the book of Hebrews as part of our By Faith sermon series centered on Hebrews chapter 11. Together, we're learning more about what it means to live by faith in a world that can leave us feeling hopeless, fearful, and even doubting God. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. This is Dave Stevanis doing your podcast for today on Hebrews 4. Title of this is Hopeful or hopeless? So here's a couple questions. Have you ever felt trapped in some sin that has a hold in your life? Have you ever been a place where you just, you felt hopeless and you didn't know where to turn? When we hear the term, the good news, do we hear those words and, and know that there are benefits to the good news in our lives? The author, Paul David Tripp, gives us this quote, hopelessness is the doorway to hope. Now that quote is a little confusing. How can it be that hopelessness is the doorway to hope? Well, it kind of depends on what we put our hope in. We can deny that we need help and look for our, our superhuman, you know, our superhero suit. We can try to tackle our problems by indulging in things that will bring us more sorrow in the end. We can just live with the grief or, or, or we can recognize that Jesus Christ became our high priest to shatter that despair with hope and, and, and to humble that superman or superwoman and to rescue us. We all need to get to the point where we give up on ourselves and get excited about the hope that, that is ours in Christ. And at the end of the day, we, or maybe it's just me, we tend to think that we are more godly than we really are. The problem is that when we attribute too much to ourselves, we devalue God's grace and our hope is in our abilities and our strengths and not in him. See, our hope should be in in the source and the very means of that hope and in Jesus Christ. So here are three reasons why our hope should be in Jesus. Number one, we have hope because of the position of Jesus. Verse um, 14 says, Since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let let us hold fast our confession. The text tells us to hold to our confession of faith, not because we're able to do it, but because Christ's power and his position will help us to stand firm. You know, we, we can't trust in our ability to work up faith in ourselves, but we can have hope through God's grace which is his gift. Jesus became our high priest. He offered and sacrificed himself and then rose from the dead. He fulfills this by offering himself as the final sacrifice. Jesus is the great high priest, greater than all other priests. It's it's his person, who he is as the son of God and his position in heaven with his father. He he was sent by God the father to be our go-between, between us and God to help us, to intercede for us on our behalf. He endured trials and temptations, but he held fast his confession and has now passed through the heavens to his rightful place at the throne of God. So he can share in people's troubles and sympathize with our weaknesses. In him, we have a powerful incentive, a reason, a reason to hope, to persevere, in faith and obedience. Jesus is the one that we should look for 
look to for for strength in in our trials and temptations to hold fast that confession and resist temptation and, and not fall back. Christ's position as great high priest and his place at the the throne of grace, seated at his father's side, and his his action of interceding for his church and his people give us, as his people, security and hope. The second thing is we we have hope because of the person of Christ. Uh, Verse 15 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Though Christ is now highly exalted, it would be a mistake to think that our great high, that our great high priest is far removed from our human experience. He's far from being a savior who knows nothing about the human condition. Jesus can sympathize with us in all of our weaknesses. Jesus can sympathize with those weaknesses because he lived as a human being and experienced the things that we experienced. According to John Owen, Christ's sympathy with us means three things. First, it means that he's concerned for us. Second, it means that he can relieve our suffering. And third, it means that he can experience what we feel emotionally, as long as our emotions are not sinful. See, because Christ being fully deity and fully human, he is well aware personally, and, and, and he knows and that to deal with our sin, our troubles, and our temptations. His perfection doesn't ever dilute the reality of his humanity and human suffering. It gives him the full ability to sympathize with us in all ways. He endured every form of testing that mankind can, can endure without any weakening of his faith in God or any relaxation of his obedience to him. And third, we have hope because of the place of Jesus. Verse 16 says, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. The author of Hebrews makes an airtight case for the superiority of Christ as our great high priest. Jesus is ascending into the heavens in verse 14 and his sympathy with what we experience in verse 15 are the grounds for his superiority. We can never think that Christ's superiority should make us too afraid to come near to his throne. Verse 16 tells us to draw near to the throne of grace so that we might find mercy and grace to help us when it's needed. Now, we may be tempted to return to our old ways of life or, or to the, the seriousness of our sin might cause us to shrink back from Christ. But if we stray from Christ, it may appear that we never really knew him. We can't let our sin make us stay away from Christ. Instead, it should make us draw near to his throne. See, Christ has made this bridge to God for us through his death on the cross. We don't have a high priest to sacrifice animals for us anymore. We can go right to God ourselves if we truly know Jesus. Not only can we draw near to Christ, we can draw near to him in confidence. And that doesn't mean that we should become arrogantly demanding forgiveness as a right. We draw near in confidence, not because of our own rights, because of the person and the place of Christ. We're confident because God, who is not obligated to redeem us, promises to forgive us when we submit to Christ. Drawing near to him in confidence means we we firmly believe in God's promise of grace in Christ. At the end of the day, our hope can be 
in ourselves, or it can be in Jesus, the true source of hope. Hebrews 14 through 16 teaches us that we can have hope no matter how hopeless things seem if our hope is in Jesus, his position, his person, and his place. That is what gives us hope in him. Hey, have a great day. Hope you enjoy today. We'll see you later. Thanks for joining us today. Listen in tomorrow as we encourage each other through God's word. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we would love to continue to grow with you. We'd also like the chance to connect with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you will find all sorts of ways to serve, worship, and learn together. We can't wait to learn more together tomorrow, but until then, stay classy, Bethel family.